We're building the best internet talk radio on the planet. I'm sorry, this is effective when? It's effective now. TalkZone.com Let's return to Crime Time Live on TalkZone.com. Once again, here's your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. We're protecting all your rights, all your privacy rights. All the rights worth willing to protect. That's what we do every week here on Crime Time Live. You know, you might not agree with what I say. You might object to it. You might think that our ability to protect ourselves from the government is always uh, increased or decreased, depending on who's in office. But one of the things that you can't argue about is that we do have that right to privacy. We do have that ability to say, hey, we want our private lives to be kept private. That's exactly what we want to make sure that we can continue to protect in this government against this government is keep ourselves private. Tim, you got a comment on that? Uh, hello? Yeah, Tim, can you hear me? What do you think? Should yeah, our lives yeah. be private from our government? Uh, disagree yeah, with well, me. Well, I think uh, I think we should have freedom of speech, but you know, it seemed like over the airways, it seemed like we really don't get it. But you know, why is that? Why I, don't we get freedom of speech over the airways? What do you mean? Who's stopping well, us? Well, you know, I think uh, what they're allowed to hear is pretty much controlled. You know, uh, you know, far as uh, almost like that since they changed that fairness document. But should we let that anybody say anything they want about anything on the airways, on TV? on the radio, on the Internet, without any kind of controls? Should we allow that? Well, I, I think we could have some kind. Of, I know we need to have some kind of control. Why? One thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, pretty much considering this, what you think about that thing with Mike Cox and somebody working for the Attorney General and harassing somebody in their spare time, free time? You know, if you're trying to t- if you're trying to talk about what Latifa was talking about before, I think it's it's going to be easily rectified. I think he's going to actually lose his job. We're talking about, of course, the Assistant Attorney General who has been attacking the uh, uh, student at University of Michigan through a blog uh, in his own way and in, supposedly on his own time. Here's the question: If you want to get into that, here's the question. Should someone, when they are not in their official capacity, be held to a different standard than when they are acting in their official capacity? Because that is the question here. Should someone have the right, the freedom of speech, to attack anybody in a blog like it's been going on for years now on the Internet in the papers, in editorials, should we be able to say what we want to criticize someone for whatever reason, whatever type of motivation we have when we are a private citizen? Or, yeah. or are we allowed, or we are, we're not allowed to do it because our role in our regular professional life, like in this situation, is an assistant attorney general. Does that create a different set of rules for us because of the the job we have? What do you think, Tim? Uh, I, I think it does because you're, you're representing the people, you're representing the government, and, uh, you know, for you to do that, although it's your spare time, you know, I, I do think it has an effect. 
Let me tell you something, Tim. When you are an assistant attorney general, when you are a uh, you're a, you're a cop, when you are a public official like that, when you carry a badge like that, because believe me, all of them can carry badges. I used to be a prosecutor. And I'm telling you, I used to carry a badge. You, there is no off time. That is part of the rules. I don't care what you think. You argue with me. You call me at 248-848-1310. You tell me that you think an assistant government official, whatever he is, prosecutor, assistant, you know, lieutenant governor, assistant uh, attorney general, when you are off duty, there is no off duty. You right. still got to be, you got to like be considerate. He sees something going down and he's there. He has an obligation to protect somebody. That is exactly right. You got to make sure that what you do, what you say is exactly that. It is in conformity with the rest of your life. Caller, what do you got to say about that? Well, it's a double-edged sword because these are the same people who will go after somebody who who wants to use their right to free speech and prosecute somebody and charge them with crimes because they are telling the truth or their view of the truth anyway in their own in their own opinion. And, and that can be turned into some type of criminal offense, especially here in Michigan. And as you know, as an attorney, defamation now or saying bad things about even public officials can get you charged with stalking. And I'll give you a case in point. It's the mayor of Troy who charged, who had a personal protection order filed against some loudmouth that showed up at the city council meetings and was really only voicing his concerns and was blogging about the city council and the mayor. She filed a personal protection order against them. When you are a public official, when you put yourself out there, you take that risk. That is that is what you're doing. You're saying, hey, I'm putting my taxes on the line. You can look at them. I'm putting my reputation on the line. And you can try to talk to me. You can go to the appropriate ways to do it. See, that's the question. Are all ways to try to communicate with a government official appropriate Period. Oh, absolutely. Logging. Are they all appropriate? Are you now saying it doesn't? I have no privacy. I have no private life. You can come go to my house. You can go follow me to the restaurant. There are no times where I have privacy because now I've been become a public official. Are you saying that? Yes, I am. Because that's already been said as a president. Who was that guy? Um, I think it was even Gary Peters was being followed around with some guy with a camera. He was like, uh, yes. uh, he was an adjunct professor at a campus somewhere. Right, trying to and, catch and him. Some dude was following him around with a camera and just, you know, and that was proven out as First Amendment rights. But again, it's not, it's not uh, enforced equally, though. That's what I'm saying, though. You know, so, that's, a, that's the problem I have with it is that these laws are not being enforced equally. Uh, uh, like I said, again, the mayor of Troy filed a personal protection order against some guy who's, you know, one, uh, an activist in Troy who did not like her policies, and she took him to court, and this thing stuck. There were no threats. He, as a matter of fact, his term was he was going to drain the swamp. You know, that's Nancy Pelosi's statement. Yeah. As a matter of fact, are you familiar with that case? He said he was going to drain the swamp. She turned this. She claimed that this was some type of covert physical threat and got away with it. So uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, this guy who's a prosecutor, system prosecutor, he cannot take a position like that because he what, what happens if he's in with a case with, a, with a, uh, a gay person? I mean, obviously this guy is going to be biased. Well, that's true. I mean, does it make it worse that he's attacking? Listen, whether he is straight or homosexual doesn't make any difference. Whether the the complainant or the person that actually is the receiver of the information, the the kid at school, if he's gay or not, to me, see, that doesn't make the difference. The difference is more 
it's more of a policy statement. Should you, when you are a public official, I don't care if you're elected or appointed like I was, when you are a public official, you are now, when you accept that position, you are now never off duty. You have privacy, but what you say can be brought back into your official uh, job, and you can get fired for it. You disagree. You call me at 248 Hey, I got one more question. Yeah. Uh, you, you said you were appointed in, into a government position. I was uh, I was an assistant prosecutor, just like this assistant attorney general. Well, then you were a public figure. I'm not anymore. See, that's but the difference. But you were in that capacity, you had been termed a public figure. That's exactly right. When you are a public figure, believe me, I knew many, many, many people that were my compadres as, as assistant prosecutors all around this state and assistant attorney generals that if you knew what they were doing when they were off duty, believe me, they all should have been fired. But well, they shouldn't have been doing it. My case, they man. shouldn't. I, I swear to God, you need to, you need to take my case. I'll let you go. <laughs> they they didn't. I'm telling you right now, if people get caught with their with their pants down figuratively speaking, then that is exactly what they they run the risk of. They run the risk while they're a public official. You don't want to be held to that standard. You don't want to be held by uh, a standard of being a public official. Thanks for calling. You shouldn't take the job or quit. Don't have that role. You want to do things that the regular public can do? You want to say things that the regular public can say while they're on duty or off duty? Leave your job. You know, judges can't say whatever they want. They're restricted by their own judicial covenant to not address specific kinds of um, things in the in, uh, at rules and regulations and given their, their opinions in the public. Well, so are public officials. And if you don't like it, get out of your job. That's my opinion. 248-848-1310. That's 248-848-1310. But when you are a private individual, when you are... Just a regular guy, you have a right to privacy. And that is what happened in this. I mean, it's so tragic what happened in this Rutgers suicide and the case that raises issues regarding our privacy rights. Amid public attention, this intense scrutiny that happened out in New Jersey, of course, the family of Tyler Clementi remains quiet because it's such a personal tragedy that their this kid's roommate allegedly put cameras all over the room and show him in a display of his own personal private preferences of homosexuality for the world to see. Is that right? Because you go to college, does it give someone permission to go view you in any way possible if that's what your roommate deems important? Don't you have rights and uh, privacy in your own dorm room for your own private acts? You call me at 248-848-1310, and you tell me whether or not you think that that tragedy just goes beyond his own taking his life. It goes to the heart of what we feel are private in our own lives when we are private citizens. This is not the President of the United States. This is not the President of a university. This is... He's in the privacy of his own dorm, and that roommate violated his privacy. You tell me what you think about that, Lori. Oh, I totally agree on the Rutgers case. That that poor young man had the complete right to privacy and should never have uh, have happened in such a tragic situation. But I was calling in on a, uh, to make another point that sort of, 
coincides with some of the things you were talking about. And that is, as, even as a private citizen, um, you don't necessarily ha- uh, have the right to say anything you want in your private time and not expect it to affect your job. For several companies that I've worked for, are, um, are have the, I forget what they call it, but like a right to work uh, employer, and they can fire you for whatever reason they want. Sure, whether it's they called have an cause ad- or don't have cause. So I think it's kind of a judgment issue of, you know, what's the proper behavior and treating other people with respect. So, well, those are at-will employees, right? I mean, they, yes, employer, at-will employees. Right, an employer can fire you. Basically, doesn't like the color of your hair. Right. Now, you can be protected. You can have, you know, constitutional protections. They can't fire because of your, uh, because of your race, because of... Uh, your religion, they can't fire you for other constitutional protected reasons. But when you're not employee, at will employee, man, you wouldn't believe how little rights you have for that, uh, that employer to fire you. Now you can come back and sue. Listen, you can sue anybody for anything, for any reason. If you think that it's legitimate, just because you get fired doesn't mean you can't sue them. The question is, should you be able to be fired for acts that you think are one private? Or two, your comments are your own personal opinion. Why should you be able to be fired for something that you, let's say you blog on someone's blog, criticizing them, and your employer finds out he doesn't like it, so he fires you? Do you think that's right? Well, as an at-will employee, you know, you're you're kind of stuck whether it's right or not. Um, I do think that um, it it, kind of depends on what you say, and it's like that whole you can't, uh, inside a riot or, you know, scream fire in a, in a movie theater. Um, I think so, many of the things you, you, you say, you should not be able to threaten anyone else. Um, and you should not be able to, um, you know, do anything that would necessarily break any laws. Well, all that is true. And you didn't say anything that's wrong other than the fact, let's say that you are like this case with the attorney general's office. You are an off duty. If you can be off duty, you're not working in your role as an assistant attorney general and you're commenting and you are basically trying to uh, criticize this student at U of M. Do you think you should be held to a higher standard because you are in your regular job an official of this state? No, I don't. I don't think he should assume that he can say anything he wants. Um, particularly when some of the things he says incites others to to hate crime kind of things. It's that mentality of no tolerance and uh, not willing to, um, you know, allow, basically respect other people's lives. And I, I don't think he had the right to do that. Well, that is true, actually. And, of course, in this state we have hate crime laws and we have racial inciting type laws that just don't let you go out. I mean, just for instance, you can't go out and start trying to start a riot against black people or against Jews or against gays and not be charged with inciting hate crimes. I mean, you're just, you're going to be charged. Right. And, and some people would say, yeah, but it's just words. There's no actions. We're not getting out with guns and trying to get gays out of their houses. We're not looking for the Jews. We're not trying to go down to Hart Plaza and, and aiming for blacks. We're just giving our opinion. It's just words. So what? Yeah, but words have repercussions, and um, you have to be responsible for the outcome of the things you say. And, you know, it's easy to um, to 
claim to not want to incite a riot, but a lot of times people do, and they know. It's just like Rush Limbaugh. He knows he's inciting people, but he does it anyway. Um, you know, not necessarily from a hate crime perspective, but, you know, just that knowing it's getting people, you know, ruckused up and then, you know, claiming, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. Well, you have to take responsibility for the things you say and do. Well, isn't that one of the major things that we have a problem in our society? People just don't want to take responsibility for their not just what they say, but exactly what you were saying, Lori, is what they do. People mm-hmm. try, people do things, and they don't want to take responsibility for it. You call me at 248 848 1310. That's 248 848 1310. Thanks for calling, Lori. I, it doesn't matter if it's here in Metro Detroit. Or if it's out in New Jersey, the types of, uh, the, the tragedy that, uh, that befell this student where he was so distraught, he took his own life. You know, they're going to charge that kid if they haven't already. They're going to make sure that this cyber voyeurism, that this, you know, this, this bullying doesn't continue at a university. But then you get the, the issues of the internet. The Internet is not private. I don't get where these kids, and I don't care what kids, housewives, they, they put so much information on their Facebook page and on the Internet. They, they somehow think that because they're in control when they put it on, that it's, that it's some type of controllable situation. Man, when you put it on there, you put it on the Internet, it is out there for good. It is in cyberspace and everybody's phone, everybody's blog, everybody's home. It is everywhere. And your right to someone else's private, that privacy that someone else had is gone now. And you destroyed it. You destroyed it from all, for all time. I don't care if it's an official that puts it out there or unofficial. You destroyed it for all time. Paul, what do you think? What do you want to talk about? Cox and that firing, do you think he should fire his, uh, his employee? Um, I think the firing of his employee is interesting, and I think it pulls out a lot of issues. But I think what I, what I like best about this, Andrew Chervell getting attention in the media and Mike Cox citing the First Amendment in his defense of not firing him, is that it really truly is an instance for the First Amendment to work its magic. The First Amendment forces all speech open and in front of the public to hear, and everyone got to hear Andrew Sherville. And what we saw was the rope-a-dope method of the First Amendment. He was out there, he was talking, his, his ideas, his presentation was judged by the public, and if you saw the backlash, it was negative because his ideas are bankrupt. What he has to say is silly and old-fashioned, and the future is coming, and he is yesterday, and people know that. You're talking about the assistant attorney general's. His ideas are just not worthwhile even listening to. Right, right. They're not, they're not worth listening to, and people are able to see that because he's using the First Amendment. He's out there, and he's, ta- he's talking to it. And, you know, for once in, you know, for once in this country's existence, the, the media is calling a crazy idea on the carpet because it's just, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, that, that will get all over the blog, so... Anderson Cooper will cover it. So you feel that it's okay for even if you're an official, whether you're Mike Cox or Mike Cox's employee, to come out there and make statements, even if they're ludicrous, even if they are hurtful, because the media and therefore the consumer will see it for what it is. Um, I don't know that. I mean, I think if I was in Mike Cox's position, I certainly would have made a different decision than he did. But I, I, what I think is that the, the First Amendment is such is such.
such a great idea because what it did is that Mike Cox used it or, you know, for cover or for whatever because he wants to, you know, make curry favor with the religious zealots who are, who are in, who, in charge in Michigan politics. And that's why he was able to use the First Amendment. And the First Amendment said, fine. Take your stupid ideas and put them before the public, and they will get rejected. And that's what happened. I, I don't think that what Andrew Shorville did is good and despicable, and I don't think that he should be able to do so and hold the position he does. I mean, but I do think that when he does do that, all the decisions that Mike Cox gets make get judged in the same light that this decision is getting made. Yeah, of course, an attorney general who, when the University of Michigan was under attack from George W. Bush, he stood with George W. Bush as in the fight against affirmative action. So, of course, the same attorney general will stand behind another person who wants to attack now the president of the student body at the University of Michigan. Of course, the attorney general, who, when millions of Michiganders don't have health care, he stands with the corporate interests who want to maintain the status quo. Of course, his ideas, his decisions, his decision not to fire Andrew Shrubble is just as stupid as all his other decisions. And I, I think that's what's so wonderful about Mike Cox using the First Amendment. Well, that's what I like. I like to people get fired up. I don't care whether you agree with Cox or not. You got to get fired up. Thanks for calling, dude. But I tell you, one of the things that you can never trust is when someone in the same political party is going to agree with you or not. You just never know what's going to happen with that. You don't know whether or not Mike Cox is going to stand with someone simply because he's the same, uh, the same political party. I mean, you'd hope that they're going to stand and believe in what they believe in, but not just because it's the same political party. You call me. You want to comment on that? 248-848-1310. That's 248-848-1310. Lacey, you got a comment or question about that? Hi, um, I just want to state that um, I've seen this coming for a while, and I think we all need to really watch. The Wild Wild West is, some, is synonymous with what we used to have, uh, what we have now, which is the Wild Wild Net. Um, our children are the primary victims, and this poor Tyler was forced to, do, forced to endure tons of humiliation that he never should have dealt with. And all of us are culpable in this situation, and all of us are vulnerable to this situation. Anybody, anywhere, at the drop of a dime, if you're online, they can take and crucify you on the World Wide Web. Everybody needs to really take this moment to think about that right now. And the same way we rein things in, you know, during the, uh, the Wild Wild West, we need to do it now. Or there's going to be more of this kind of thing. You know, Lacey, I agree with part of that. What I agree with is the fact that our uh, our words and our comments can have effect on other people. I do mm-hmm. believe they can. The question is, should we rein in this wild, wild web so that now they're like we had talked about before, there are government controls on what we can say and see as opposed to relying on our good sense, on what our parents taught us, on what our parents can actually, when we're now not a majority, we've got a 12-year-old, and what he can see online. Listen, you are never going to control, I don't care what it is, you are never to control your teenager. When he wants to go find something, he wants to go find pornography, he wants to go look for something that is not what you want, he's going to go find it. And it is your responsibility as a parent to try and have those controls, not I, I the agree, government but, to do but it. But all I'm saying is let's have a level of transparency so that people don't have this anonymity where they can do things and nobody knows who it is. You know, So say what you want. 
take responsibility for what you say, and we know who you are. And people change. They change what they say when they know that people know who they are and where it's coming from. Well, now, isn't that the truth? Man, you can say, and i got teenagers, too. Everybody can be so cavalier when they're on, when they're texting, or they're, right. they're on the Internet and they're blogging. But you know what? They would never, ever say those things in person. They would right. never want their name or face used if they realized... Who was seeing that? I'm telling you, half of what they say, they would never say. Correct. That's what I'm talking about. Transparency. So I agree. We should have to take, thanks for calling, we should have to take responsibility for what we say. You want to stand up? You want to be able to be heard? Well, then you better be the one standing behind it with your name, with your reputation, whether you're a public official, whether or not you are a individual. None of this anonymous stuff. You want to say what you want to say? You come on this show. You give me you give me a reason to get you on the air. Well, you don't have to use your last name. But you come on the show and you say what you want to say. You call me at 248-848-1310. You call during the week at 248-855-1400. And we will try to protect all your rights. I agree. Lacey is right. We should not have to be anonymous in order to say what we feel. Yeah, but then you got the government coming after us. You say what you want and the government doesn't agree. Man, there you go. Audits. Looking into your bank accounts. Looking into your families. Oh, man, you got to be careful. With this government, you got to be careful what you say, don't you? Well, you call me anytime and we'll talk about that. You call and talk to me on Crime Time Live. We're trying to protect everybody's rights. Trying to protect everybody from the government. Trying to protect everybody from our own inability to protect ourselves from the government. That's right. You rely. You rely on me, Scott Weinberg, here on Crime Time Live.